Welcome back, everybody. Another episode of Everybody Needs a Nudge. Uh, this is episode four of year two. Four. We never really had a break from year one to year two, though, did we? Uh, maybe like a week. Unof- year two. Unofficial. Unofficial. Unofficial Christmas yeah. break. Yeah. New oh. year, new season. Yeah, new year, new season. Same outfits, though. Same outfits. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody commented on the last one said, "Nice quarter zip." I know. So I wear the same thing every. It's not the same clothes, but it's the same style. Yeah. Pretty pretty basic. So this week's guest is Jared Sherman. Jared and I go way back. We played men's league hockey for, I don't know, 10 years. A lot of championships. A lot of titles. A lot of titles. We'll get into that. Um, but before we get into that, I want to talk about what's been going on uh, going on in my life and sort of what I've been doing lately. So <clears throat> did you guys, do you remember the artist Bob Ross? Did we talk about this? Yes, I have a Bob Ross stuffed animal. No, you don't. I do. do you, I want do, it at did, Canopy Lake. John won it. <laughs> John's her um, husband. He's a state trooper, okay. in case you didn't know that. I didn't. A non-listener. Jared's a non-listener to the, to the podcast. Say hello, by the way, Jared. I, I may become a listener. You now. should. You have to. I mean, this seems like it's a pretty good podcast. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> <Some> riveting stuff. <laughs> I'm learning a lot. So Bob Ross. Do you remember Bob Ross? Of course I do. Yeah. Who can't? Who doesn't, I should say. He has his own television channel on Fubo. 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 Do you guys, what do you, are you a cable guy or do you subscribe to like a streaming? Cable. So you're straight cable. Yep. Old, old school. Yeah, but I have Amazon and all the other stuff too. Yeah. So I, I got rid of cable. I disconnected. <clears throat> and I use Fubo. Fubo is the clothing. Fubo right. is the TV show. So, and he has his own television show, own television channel. It's his own channel. And That's they just play reruns of his, of him painting. I watch it for like hours. It's like pure meditation. Oh my God, it's unbelievable. Gentle clouds. Yeah. Just just tap the brush. Just tap the brush. You want to paint a tree? Just use the edge. Oh, here comes the tree. It's unbelievable. He comes up with some great stuff. He really does. And so I've been watching him. He he chills me out at night. My kids watch it. I was in here in the office and I made Nick watch it and we sat silent for like 20 minutes. It was (laughs) so sweet. Just the two of us watching Bob Ross. Amazing, right? So you got to watch Bob Ross. But now I have to get another subscription. Yeah. <laughs> this is costing me money. Yeah. Fubo. That's today's uh, uh, sp- sponsor. Promotional uh, sponsor is Fubo. I just sold an, uh, a subscription. I made 11 cents on that deal. <laughs> Amazing. 11 cents more than you had. That's right. See, she's like a ray of sunshine over here. How much a month does it just cost me? <laughs> it just cost you thirty nine ninety nine, and you can never cancel. Right. <laughs> Um, so a little, just to give you a little education, we call her root beer. That's her nickname on the show. Her n- initials are A and W. So A and W root beer. Ooh. Uh, but you, did you, the, did you grow up on the South shore? No, I was in Connecticut. Connecticut. We'll get into that. Uh, but I have a question for you. You now live on the South shore. You live in Hanover. Correct. Commute to where to Needham? Wellesley. Wellesley for work. I, I have this argument. What is the speed limit in the break? I shouldn't say speed limit. That's the wrong question. Is the speed limit like the left lane or is it like the right lane coming up Route 3? Meaning, is it a passing lane or is it just like a cruising lane? It tends to be faster than the fast lane. Well, how, how do you see it? You, want, you get in that breakdown lane, you want to go. It's 80 miles an hour. <laughs> right. Immediately. I just hope no one's merging. Right. <laughs> so that's my problem. I, I, you know, these people, they go, they go in the breakdown lane, then they go slow. Yeah, then you got to pass them two lanes over. Yeah, and that's a, now you look like, you, you know... You Mario Andretti trying to race drag race people, and then people get mad at you. 
They're flipping you off. But you're not the bad person. No, and you blend in because everyone else is doing it. Yeah, that's true. I know. But I get, and then I get mad at the person in the breakdown lane. You and should. all the, all they're really trying to do is like get off the highway. Well, yeah. <laughs> right? Well, they should and you're like, look at this guy pass. getting off his exit. How well, he, dare he? But he's got to look at his rearview mirror and see you coming and wait. Right. You slow down and then. Let wait, me go let by. Me go, and then, then take your right. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely his fault. 100%. That's not my fault. No. Um, so, I, you know, I uh, spend a little time on Instagram. Are you a social media guy at all? I have Instagram. Okay. No Facebook. No Facebook. I don't have Facebook either. Mm-mm. I have Instagram and, and Twitter. Yep. <clears throat> and LinkedIn, but that's more for business. Um, but I, there's, a, there's, a, <clears throat> there's a LinkedIn, excuse me, an Instagram account called Doc Talk. Like dog, sitting. It's like guys sitting on a dock, and they tell like really bad dad jokes. I would love that. Oh, it, have you seen this? No. Okay, it's called Doc Talk. You've got to look it up. And I had to, uh, I had to, was watching it. I had to write down some of the jokes, and I'm gonna tell them. Okay. So the guy's like, "Hey, my wife told me we need to embrace our mistakes, so she gave me a hug." Oh. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, right? I mean, that's funny. That's some funny shit this right there. This is Instagram? This is Instagram, Doc Talk. Got it. Yeah. My, I want to follow them yeah, ASAP. Yeah. My wife and I had an argument over who was doing the laundry, so I threw in the towel. <laughs> and they have thousands of these? I mean, they could go on. <laughs> Did you hear about the restaurant on the moon? No. <laughs> Good food, no atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> you know why the toilet's good at cards? Mm. It always gets a flush. <laughs> right? I mean, I all day long I could I could watch this show. No, I got guys actually sitting on a dock in the There's lake two side. guys, so they're sitting on a dock in, in chairs like this. They have like bathrobes on. They have like a fake cup of coffee. And that what they're essentially trying to do is they're trying to trip the other one up to laugh, so they they tell these jokes back and forth amongst each other. Well, because the more you tell them, the funnier. The, yeah, they the, the, yeah, you know. Spent last night wondering where the sun went. Then it dawned on me. <laughs> It'd be hard not to laugh. I mean, right? They're so absurd. Uh, they're so absurd. They are so absurd. Oh man, I'm writing a book on reverse psychology. Please don't buy it. <laughs> all day, right? Bestseller. I mean, all day long. I'd be like, how many of these are yours and how many are actually Well, so I was like, I could definitely be on this show. Yeah. But. Who are you going to sit with? Uh, maybe you. No, no, no. no. <laughs> you got you to have a pretty quick Nudge wit. Nudge on location. Oh, yeah. I'd uh, really be on the receiving end of them. I couldn't say. <laughs> Wouldn't be fair. I love it. Uh Doing the, I like the laundry one. That's a good one. Yeah. So I, that's my new that my new Instagram thing that I'm that I'm uh, really embracing social media. Well, yeah. the gram. Yeah, well, I'm trying to. Um, real estate market's picking up. You're not in real estate. What's your profession? Financial planning. Financial money planning. Management. Good. We can get in money management. We could talk about our new fund. We got a new fund coming up. Yep. We'll talk about that as it compares to other products that are out there. Not too much though, because that's boring shit. Nobody wants to hear it. <laughs> Pays a nice return though. It does, yeah, and it pays our bills. Yeah, right. I mean, you were seven percent. 
We? Yeah. No, we're way higher than seven. I don't want to promise the world. Well, higher than seven. Not that much higher though. <laughs> um, so we'll get it, you know, so the real but the real estate market's coming back. Spring springtime. It's been dead around here for the last couple of months in real estate. Nobody's buying, nobody's selling. So uh, I'm getting phone calls now. Market's starting to pick up. Starting to see multiple offers into in Boston again on condos, which is great. Um, I think rates are going to be right where they should be. Probably landed about five and a half, and that's it. That's my market analysis, sponsored by Crowd Lending. Now on to more important and fun things. It's tryout season. You got kids playing hockey, right? One. Just one. Mm-hmm. So you, I used you, you. You don't really have the stresses of tryout season, then, right? You kind of setting the team. We'll have to see. Yeah, okay. I know you don't want to. In case anybody's listening. Yeah, we have tens and tens of listeners too. So you don't you don't want to divulge anything before you get out there. So you're and he and she's with Lovell, right? Winter Club. The that's the arch enemy of the Breakers. No, they don't even don't play each other. I know, but in from they're competing for the same person. Got it. Right, you're a Hanover family. Hanover daughter playing Advantage, which is in Hingham, versus playing Breakers, which is in Rockland and Kingston. Kingston. Yeah. So they're arch same enemies. Pool. What's that? Same pool. Same, of same pool of people. Same yeah. pool of people. But she's been with the level of her whole life, right? Correct. She like it over there? Yeah. Yeah? And that new setup is kind of tough to peel away from. I know. I heard the bar over there is real nice. It's really nice. Good food? Very. Is all the bowling, can you do all that? Is, uh, is It's all operational. Yeah, you would like the golf simulator. Yeah, golf simulator. I play golf. There's two of those over there. Really? Yeah. And a bowling alley. Bowling alley, yeah. Three rinks. Three rinks. Restaurant. Tough to compete. Yeah, very nice bar. Great setup. Tons of televisions. And you can Tons watch the game. games from the bar? The hockey games? Uh, the main rink you can see sitting at the bar. The other two, you'd have to move. You'd have to move. It's too far away. But can you sit inside, warm, have a drink, and watch the games? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a nice and then feature. They, then you can go outside. They have the stadium seating behind the nets on all three rinks. Nice. So you can sit up high and be out in the cold and hear it. Can you bring your drink out there? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. But you can't bring it downstairs. So you, you, can, be, you can be sitting in the bleachers in the rink with a drink. Correct. What a setup. Yeah, I know. it's great. It's great. Bring that, your checkbook, though, if you want to buy a drink. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a, you, leave for thinking you, you better go. Window. You better go invest someone that gets more than seven percent if you want to drink over there. Yeah, it's like you broke a window walking out of there. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Well, you I mean, they, pay the bills. And it's a cap. It's a captive audience. Yeah, right? you're there. You're there. What? Unless you want to walk out to go to TK's. Yeah, which you're not doing. No, you're, no, you're there. Yeah, so you're there. So you you pay fifteen dollars for a bottle, a glass of wine, or something, right? Easy. What do they, What nine, do they get you for? Like, the high noons. Nine dollars. That's my go-to for a can. Oh yeah, and for everybody out there, Jared is of age, of drinking age. We do not promote underage drinking on this show. Nope. Okay, so certainly of age. <laughs> All right, so let's get into it with Jared a little bit here. Jared, like I said, Jared and I went back. We played men's league hockey probably starting in 2010 ish. Uh, we didn't know each other before that. No. Uh, we were brought together by the joys of hockey, men's league hockey, down at the bog. But where did you grow up? Uh, Danbury, Connecticut. Is that where did um where did Nick grow up? Somewhere near there. I think he grew up in Danbury. Is it Danbury? Everyone knows Danbury because of the federal prisons there. Oh, maybe that's why it's in my brain. Yeah, was one, it a big? Did one that of have the a, housewives went there? Oh, <gasps> it was uh, the New Jersey. Teresa. Teresa was there. Oh, I yeah. love her. She went to Danbury. Yeah. She is that for is that for like real bad people or is that white collar? 
No, white collar. That's a country club. Yeah, I mean, I've never went inside the walls there, but I haven't heard that it's too rough. Yeah. So, I mean, prison's prison, right? Nobody wants to go. Um, what did it have? Did it take up a big? Is it a? Is Danbury a big town or a small town? It's a city. It's a city. Okay. Yeah. So this wasn't like, you know, you go up on Route Two. Uh, yeah, Concord. Concord. Yeah, I mean, that's like a monster. Was it, did yeah. Danbury look like that? Yeah, it's big. It's up on the hill overlooking the lake, and it's prime real estate. Really? Yeah. And they've made it a prison. Oh, yeah. Huh, you wonder why. I mean, I say the thing, same thing about Concord. Like, that's prime real estate. Everybody w- w- wants to live in Concord. And they slap two jails right in the middle of Concord. Right, right at the Rotary. Right at the Rotary. Right, drive by it every time yeah, you come or go. That's a scary-looking place, man. Yeah. But well, that, they, they all pretty much are. You ever go down to the one in Walpole and Norfolk? Yeah. Razor, I, well, Razor so it, in my prior life as a criminal defense attorney, I went to all of them. Oh, yeah. And the scariest one of all was uh, the Bridgewater State Hospital. Yeah. Was that a psychiatric place? Yeah. yeah. That was like, all the other ones, I never, f- I was never spooked. I was like, I don't want to stay here, right? But like Plymouth was fine. MCI conquered. I actually never went in that one. I've been in Walpole. I've been in the one on in Norfolk County there, the Norfolk County House of Correction. But the one in Bridgewater, I was like, this is like, I felt like I was in like a, a, a bad movie. Like one flew over the cuckoo. Yeah. Thing. Is it old? Old. Not updated? Old and like low ceilings and dark and zo- like zombies walking around. And so why people are crazy. Yeah, exactly. And they just, I don't think that anybody's getting any help in there because they're just making them crazier. But they, everybody, everybody was super medicated. Mm. And I was like, oh my God. And I had a I had a client that was in there. He got he got convicted. He got convicted of some bad stuff, and um, they sent him there for the. He got ten years. He got ten years in a day. Um, not to get too much into the story, but he was convicted for um, uh, plying his neighbor's daughters with alcohol and cigarettes, wow. and then taking advantage of them effectively. And he took pictures of it, and. Ended up getting caught, right, and and ended up doing ten in a day. Um, but the first part of his sentence was down there. They were doing like a psychiatric uh, analysis on him, right? So they sent him there, and I had to go visit him a couple times. So whatever, wrapping up loose ends, get him to sign some paperwork, whatever it was, right? And I was like, oh my god, that was the beginning of the end of me representing yeah. those types of people because mm-hmm. I just couldn't do it. Not enough time either. He should have got more than 10 years. He sh- so it's funny because he got 10 years because he took pictures of it. That was the minimum mandatory. He would have got less for the crime. It's terrible. Uh, because they couldn't, they, couldn't, they couldn't prove all of it. Whatever. It was a long time ago. But All right, Danbury, Connecticut, back to you. Mm-hmm. That's enough about me. <laughs> it was an interesting story. Though. Yeah, no, it's a great story, and there's a lot to it. But... Um, well, next time when I interview myself, because that happens sometimes, because I just have so much information. A fountain of it. I just need to get it out. A fountain of it. <laughs> so Danbury, Connecticut, who'd you grow up there with? Who, who was in the house? It's just um, my brother, a couple of cats, two, my parents. That was it. Small family. Brother, older or younger? Eight years younger. Big spread. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yep. And he's, he's a fireman. He still lives down there in Danbury. He's a fireman in Danbury. Yep. And your parents are still there? No, uh, my mother lives in his uh, rental house from him. Okay. My father's gone. Your father passed. Yeah. Okay. So 
eight years. So I, I talk about this because my brother and I are 11 years apart. You didn't really know him growing up, kind of, right? No, because... I mean, that big of a gap, by the time he was really even functioning, doing something, I was out of the house. <laughs> he was even fun- <laughs> functioning. Like, he wasn't a functioning person at three or four years old. Definitely. Huh, that kid? Well, I mean, when he was eight, you know, I was in prep school. I went away to school, so. Yeah. You know, after that, I didn't see him much. So you went away to prep school at what age? I must have been 15. As a freshman? Uh, no, I was a junior. Okay, so you did two years at Danbury High? No, Immaculate, which is the Catholic school. Okay. And then that's where they send like the rich kids down there. Well, how's that work? Oh, the kids that didn't want to go to Denver High. Yeah. If you weren't, you know, a football player, or basketball player, you no reason really to go there. You went over to Immaculate. Immaculate. They had the hockey team. Danbury didn't have a hockey team. No hockey at Danbury High. Not then. Now I think they must. Okay. So you grow up playing hockey, obviously. Mm. Does your little brother play hockey? He did. Okay. Yeah. And you go to Immaculate for a couple of years. Yep. And you chose there because they, there was a hockey team there. Correct. So there's the nudge that sends you there. And then why do you go to prep school? Just for, you know, better hockey. Better hockey. Yeah. So where did you go to prep school? Trinity Pauling in New York. Okay. It's good hockey. So they play, yeah, they always played Avon, Westminster. Yeah, they, they, they were in that. Excel schools. Yeah, they, they were in that league down there that uh, all the, well, those aren't, our, those aren't technically ISL schools. No, it's Founders League. Yeah, but Founders the, League. But the same type. Yeah. You know, they play in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, so did you repeat? No. You just went straight in. Straight in, yeah. How did you, oh, did someone come watch you play? Was there something that, what was the impetus behind making the move from Immaculate over to Trinity Falling? Um, it was really probably just because all the really good guys were graduating and leaving. So that the team is, was kind of deteriorating at Immaculate. Yeah. And the everything about it, everyone was starting to do that same thing. So the overall league itself was kind of deteriorating. Yeah. So it just made sense to make them jump then. So you saw the writing on the wall. I th- yeah, I think I did. Yeah, you were like, I'm not going to stand here with all these ankle-bending bums. I'm going to play some real hockey. Right? That, yeah. All guess. your friends back in Denver, hey! <laughs> all your hockey buddies that went to Immaculate like, what is this guy's problem? <laughs> right? They're all listening right now. I'm going to call, yeah, call them all. <laughs> did you have any good buddies that were at Immaculate? Um, I wouldn't say good buddies because I haven't heard from any of them in <laughs> 30 years. <laughs> So how do you def- I don't think I'm offending anyone. <laughs> how do you define a good friend? I haven't heard from them in 30 years. Okay. <laughs> the first thing. <laughs> oh, my goodness. How about Trinity Pauling? You, you in contact with any of those guys? Uh, no, very few. Jeez, did, you, have ma- those, those did guys, you make any friends in high school? I did, but it was so long ago, and th- those guys were from all over the world. So Really? Yeah, I mean, like a couple of cross guys. And one in particular I kind of stayed in touch with. Like when he went to the Hall of Fame, I went back to that and saw him. Okay. So there's, you know, there's some relationship there. But you lose touch with, you know, guys at like that when they're, they don't live nearby. and Yeah, so that's. I can really see them. Yeah, and that's a good point. Um, you know, I, I went to Thayer Academy in Braintree. Uh, and I would say I probably have 10 of my classmates. That might be too high. Five of my classmates that live in the town that I'm in, that yeah. I see all the time. Yeah. But that's the difference because it, there was a commuter school, right? So you would drive up and everybody would be from Hanover, Duxbury, Weymouth, wherever they were from, and they, you know, 80% of those people stayed around here. And you didn't drift far from where you grew up. No, so I went from Hanover to Braintree to now I'm back in Duxbury. So, yeah. You know, I, yeah, I'm the same way. So I, but I, I mean, like, for example, my son's at there now. I'm at his hockey game yesterday. And one of the kids on his team 
is my classmate's son, the guy that I went to Thayer with. So, I'm, so that's the difference between the Trinity Pauling and yeah. or any of these other prep schools where they draw people from all over the place. Yeah. Everybody go, kind of goes back to there. Yeah, so I left Danbury for two years, and then I never went back. Yeah. So, you know, I never had any reason to contact any of those guys again. Right. And, and then the TP guys, they were New York, New Jersey, most of them, so I went to Massachusetts. And that was the end like, of that. There's a handful of them from Massachusetts there, but, you know, it was mostly New York and New Jersey kids. Yeah. So they would all went to the city for work. I ended up up in Boston. Yeah, and I was always, I was, I was always jealous. Like my brother went to Milton Academy, and he had friends from like Canada and like guys from Czechoslovakia that came over to whatever go to Milton Academy. And I was always like, that's that's pretty cool. But then I look back and he doesn't talk to those guys ever. The guys he talks to are the guys that went to Milton Academy that lived in Milton and Dorchester sure. and you know. Yeah, he's got reasons to still contact. He's got they're around. I mean, I, one kid who was pretty cool that I was living in my dorm when I was a junior. He was from Nassau, Bahamas. Okay. So I took a cruise down there, hopped off the boat. Him and his father came. They picked me up and then took me all around Nassau. That's neat. Yeah, it was cool. So you don't get that experience living local, right? Or just going to school local. Yeah, if you, I never would have met that kid had I not gone away and right. Lived with him. So there's like the good, the, the good and the bad about do you send your kid away? Right. right now, so <clears throat> I met your daughter recently. She's eighth grade, seventh, seventh going into eighth. Yeah, and you're kind of sniffing around that that world a little bit. Uh, would you send her away? Oh, and a harpy. <laughs> Tomorrow. Now you have two daughters. One's younger. Uh, you have a seventh grader and then a, a younger one? No, eighth grader. So you have a seventh and an eighth? Yeah. Okay. And the eighth grader is going to go to Hanover High. The eighth grader is going to Hanover She's not a hockey player. Not a hockey what player. Is she, what's, her, what's her sport? She's a dance slash tumbler. Okay. Uh, cheerleading? Nope. Tumbling. No. I, okay. So my daughter does cheerleading. and We're away from your past table. We'll bring it back. So... Uh, cheerleading is a misnomer, right? You and I think of cheerleaders as on the sidelines at a football game, right? My daughter Rose does cheerleading, but it's competitive cheerleading. With they have tumblers that tumble during the cheerleading routine. Yeah, but she's on a team, correct? She's on a team. Yes. This is that's not what your daughter does. She just does it like one on one with a coach individually. Got it. Okay. Yeah. All right. And what's the end game there? Just for fun? Yeah, just to exercise and then get off the couch. So she's got to be a sick athlete if she's doing those flips. I'm not so sure how many flips are really happening. We're, we're trying to we're trying to work on creating those, like no handed back bends, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's where you're at. That's where we're at. Okay, all right, all right. What? Who's this coach? I think we need a new coach. Well, we have to take baby steps. We don't want to get out of this. Get hurt. Right. That's true. You are a very cautious man. I. I do. You are. That is. Yeah. Okay. So, Trinity Pauling. Hockey, play for two years. Any any particular affinity towards any of those coaches, whether it's Immaculate or Trinity Pauling? Uh, no, Immaculate, um, that head coach ran into a similar problem that you were at the prison for. Okay. So, um, yeah, <laughs> that's that's one that we tried not to stay in touch with. Do you ever think, why didn't he pick you? I think there was attempts, and uh, I was wasn't aware of it at the time. Now really, I'm back. Oh, really? Yeah, like boat trips, stuff like that. Really? Yeah. So he look, tried to. He tried. Well, tried to groom you a little bit. I think they call it that. That may have been what was going on. You know, but you didn't. Back. You weren't even aware. No, you would just thought you were going on a boat ride. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Cra- crazy. Yeah, I mean, you look back and say, "Wow, that could have been close." <laughs> no, it was close. Woo. Yeah, <laughs> that could have been a disaster. 
Yeah. So, all right. So, <laughs> so he was one of those ones that was, he was, you know, buried by the church and yeah. they pushed him around to different places. Was he a priest? Oh, yeah. So he, the hockey coach was a priest? Yeah. Oh, I missed that because Immaculate Conception. Is that the name of the school? Oh, Immacul- yeah, that's what it's from. Yeah, Immaculate High School. Mary, and Big Mary out front. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> waving to you. Wow, okay, so we're not... So we didn't stick around with him. Yeah, we're not talking to him anymore. The, okay. uh, the Trinity Pawing guy, he's, he's still there. He was uh, became athletic director, you know, long after I was gone. Okay. So uh, so he's a lifer at that place. Oh, yeah, a lot of years. So was he young when he was coaching you then? No, I mean, I, I got to think he was probably... <clears throat> must have been in his 40s. Okay. Early, so early 40s, late 30s, maybe early 40s. So. But that puts him in his 60s or 70s now? Yeah. Yeah, and he's still the athletic director? No, I think now he's just uh, just a regular faculty. Yeah. Because he was there. He probably did that for a good 10, 15 years or something. How many kids at that school? 300. Okay. All boys or boys and girls? All boys. All boys? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know. Okay. I think there were 75 in the graduating class, so I'm guessing there was all probably the similar amount each Right, grade. so seven, 75 times 4. Yeah. Your math guy figured it out pretty yeah. quick. Yeah. I saw what you did there. Oh, yeah. That was good. Do you see that, how quickly he got it there? Yeah. His eyes were moving back and forth. Yeah, well, because he's trying to figure out the numbers. I, You know, we've all played that game. So Trinity Pauling, you go there, <coughs> uh, and eventually you go to college? Yes. Where do you go? Assumption. How do you choose? Another Catholic school. Wow. Yeah. You went back after the whole thing with the boat and the guy. And you <laughs> well, it wasn't a... How does a priest have a boat? Oh, a special kind of priest. A lot of people fill in that basket every week, I guess. <laughs> Guy had it all. <laughs> and then some. Yeah. <laughs> then he got some. <laughs> uh, listen, keep it clean around here. Yeah, is this a kid show? Yeah, kind of. I don't think anybody actually listens, Jared, so we can say whatever we want. <laughs> all right, good to know. <laughs> so how do you decide on Assumption? Um, it was because it was still pretty close to home where I could do it. You know, if I wanted to get home for a day trip, I could do it. So yep. it, was, it was close. Um, I know I kind of just liked the campus when I went there. Yeah. I like that small because coming out of that small prep school, that was a pretty small college. Yeah. At that time, they had two thousand kids. So five, that's five five hundred a class. See, I just did that math. Yeah. Quick. That. I forgot about the grad school though. Oh. How many in the grad? Did you go to the grad school? No, no, I couldn't even tell you how many they had in grad school. So you go to Assumption and and uh, study what? English and communications. And now you're a financial planner. It makes perfect sense. That really. Well, I kind of came out of thinking I was going to be in the TV industry. Really? Wow. This is it. This is your opportunity. Yeah. Well, that's what I said. I could. This could be what I. I may have to drop my career. <laughs> this could be the difference. <laughs> I put you on the map. I want a piece of the action. I, I, I get it. Okay. So, what did you? What was your? What was your career path with those majors? It was should. I thought it was going to be like television production. Okay. Behind the scenes, I hope. Oh, yeah, I wasn't front and center. Yeah, okay. Radio face. Yeah. Great voice, though. So far? Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. No one ever said that. I was a uh, sociology major. What was your major, Rupia? I started at sociology yeah. and then communications. Oh, wow. So this is like right up your alley. Yeah. yeah. See, she continued with her dream. No wonder. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder why this show is so wonderfully produced. I mean... Where did we you go to college? Westfield. Oh, yeah, Westfield. Westfield I love people out of Westfield. Yeah. Lots like of good people. Like actual people from Westfield? No, people that went to Westfield State. Okay. I don't know That's anybody that actually that. came from Westfield. <laughs> the townies are... Questionable. Something. Where is Assumption? Worcester. Okay. 
So you go to Worcester, continue your Catholic driven education. Mm hmm. Couple Bible classes. <laughs> yeah. Did you have to take a foreign language there? Uh, I don't think I did. No. Okay. I had to take French. I also went to a Catholic uh, Jesuit school, Boston College, and they made me take a language. BC High, you took French? No, I didn't go to BC High. Oh. You know what they say about BC High, right? BC Low. Oh, uh, you were yeah. Thayer the whole time. I was at oh, Thayer. So Thayer, then Boston College, and then Suffolk Law. Um, but I had to take two years of French. I was supposed to take two years of French, but I lied and immediately signed up for French 2, and they let me slide because they didn't realize that I didn't test into the class until it was like almost halfway through the first semester. And they were like, well, if you pass this, then you're all set. You know, you, you got, don't. You got credit for French one by not and not taking it. Correct. Oh, nice. That's yeah. A power move. Yeah, total power move by me. Wow. Complete mistake. I only looked at the time. Right, I saw French. You know, ten o'clock rather than French at eight o'clock in the yeah. morning. And I was like, well, I'm not taking French at eight. I'll take it at the ten o'clock. It was French two. I made it through the first semester, barely scraped by. And then was like, I can't do this. This was my freshman year. I'm like, I can't. I'm going to fail this. If I take this course right now, I'm going to fail. And I didn't take it again until my senior spring. And my, you know, I have like an advisor or whatever. He called me. He's like, you've got to take French senior spring or you're not going to graduate. And I, it's like, well, okay, I guess I'll have to take it. So it was 8 o'clock in the morning. My senior spring, I hadn't spoken French in two and a half years, and it was French two. And I made it through because the guy felt bad for me. Yeah, they got to move you on. Well, all he said was, let's just show up. Yeah, they can't. That was his only thing. Like, don't embarrass me. Right. Show up to class. I won't call on you. Just be, you have to be here. That's your penance. That's your penance for, for screwing around with the system. So I remember we did, uh, we, at the end of the year, we had a, um, you know, like a, a verbal t test, which is a teacher, another student, and me, right? So they were talking back and forth, and all I said the whole time was, we, oh, no, we, no. <laughs> Those are the only two words I said in my exam. I got to see you in the class. That got you through. Yeah. Well, you can't be picky. No. Uh, the guy did, did, did me a solid. So you get a, what happens when you get a, you graduate assumption and what happens? So I start you know applying for jobs at Fox and all the TV places. Okay. Come up with a big donut. Okay. So while I'm doing that, you got to pay the bills. Yeah, of course. So I work for a temp agency. First I was in the office, and then during the afternoon I do some catering gigs. So okay. I put on like my black pants and my white shirt and go to these catering events. And what you just, you were like a server or a bussing tables or whatever. Whatever it took. Okay. Water up. So you had two jobs then. Correct. Oh, the temp. Okay, so you worked in an office in the morning, and then for then I would do those jobs. It would be the temp jobs. Okay. They'd be filling these jobs for these you know catering gigs. Got it. Got it. Okay. That was what the temps were for. Okay, so you were you were filling the jobs and you would put you would slot yourself in. Correct. Got it. Okay. Correct. So you were double dipping. Correct. Yeah. But they needed it. It wasn't like right. I was stepping on anybody's toes. Got it. Okay. And then their their biggest gig was they had the luxury boxes at the Fleet Center. Okay. So what's interesting was that is that that was a good gig because you could be there for all the games. Yep. Bringing beers and booze and stuff to the fridge, right to the luxury boxes, bring all sorts of different foods in there. Yeah. And then you know picking your head and watching the game. Right. Because you're there. Yeah. Um. So, 
we did that for probably a couple of years, and I stumbled into the Fidelity Luxury Box. Okay. With three cases of beer. Okay. I'm like these these guys must be heavy hitters. Yeah. Three cases of beer. Yeah, at, at fourteen dollars a beer or whatever it was. Yeah, you know, back then it was I think it was like seventy five bucks for a case of canned buds or something. Right. Imagine that. It was outrageous. You could buy it on the street for nineteen ninety five back then, right? Yeah. Or something. Yeah. <clears throat> so I walk in and I see two guys that were on the Assumption hockey team when I was a freshman. They were seniors. Okay. So I, I'm filling the freezer. Now, did you play hockey at Assumption? Yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, all four years? No, freshman, sophomore. Freshman, sophomore. Okay, yeah. let's back up then. So what, because this is always interesting to me. You go there, obviously the goal coming out of Trinity Pauling, and one of the reasons you went there was for hockey. You, you kind of accomplished that goal to play at the next level at Assumption, right? Yep. You get there. Yep. And what happens that it only lasts, lasts two years? I got tired of getting up at 4.30 in the morning in that freezing cold winter and driving off campus to that rink. Yeah. Far away. That was it. I didn't have my own car, so I always had to jump in with somebody else. Yeah. I, didn't pl- I wasn't playing that much, so yeah. I started to lose an interest in it. Yeah. So, so the, then, the grind wasn't worth it cause, versus the playing time and what you were giving up. Exactly. Sleep and social and all that stuff. Yeah. And those winters in Worcester are terrible. Yeah. I mean, it's freezing and snowing all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tough place to live in the winter. Yeah. It's very dark. Yeah. <laughs> Very dark. If you wake up and it's just pitch black you know, at 4.30 in the morning, trying to heat up the cars, oh. trying to get your gear is just awful. Awful. Yeah, that's not. 4.30 is early. Yeah, I dreaded, like, dreaded it. Dreaded it. But you powered through two seasons? Yeah. And then did, did you have to have a conversation with the coach that you weren't coming back your third year, or was it kind of like, hey? I, I just said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just hanging them up. Yeah. I'm done. Until I'm a grizzly. <laughs> we'll get into you being a grizzly. Did did he give you any pushback, or was he like, "Hey, see ya"? No, he was just like, "Yeah, what do what do what you want to do? Yeah, you, know, you got to do what's right." Okay, so you, now a couple of guys from that team, you now fast forward and you see them in the booth uh, while you're doing well, your, this temp the, job, bringing the beers, filling their fridge. And yeah, they're like, "What are you? What are you doing? We got to get you out of this job." Really? So that's how I got into finance because then they got me a job at Fidelity. Really? It was a TV thing. I wasn't. I was striking out. I wasn't getting anything. I wasn't getting callbacks. Wasn't getting interviews. Nothing. Really? Yeah. So that's how the career path changed drastically. How about that for a nudge? But how about the likeliness that I happen to walk into that box out of all those boxes? Uh, that, and that's those guys I, are there that night. That's amazing, right? It's like everything happens for a reason. Apparently. But that's just that's a and and the fact that you were you were putting yourself in the in that job and you know all leads back to hockey. Chance, yeah, and chance. And chance. But hockey. Hockey was the whole reason. No, but think, hockey but but think about it. Think, let's, let's just retrace for a second here. You go to Trinity Pauling, hockey. You go to uh, uh, Assumption to play hockey. You meet those guys on the hockey team. You really want to, you really love doing the fleet center jobs because you could go in there and watch the hockey game. Correct. Right? And now the hockey connection lands you at Fidelity. And yep. what, like that, that entry level where they, Put a thousand kids in a room and phone monkey job. Yeah, that's the last time I had a headset on like this. Just call. So I never understood that job. Are you just cold calling people to? No, it's all inbound. It was like four hundred one k stuff. So, so you were working for a plan sponsor. Okay. Like Shell Oil. Okay. Or you know any, anybody, Avery Dennison. All these companies they had their four hundred one k's at Fidelity. Okay. Someone had to service those plans. Got it. So the employee calls in. Calls in to Fidelity. And gets you. Yeah. And says, hey, what's going on with my 401k? I got to do a withdrawal. I want to do this. I want to up it. I want to down it. I want to trade it. Trade it. Whatever it is. Correct. 
So they could they could direct you to make a trade in their four hundred one k. Oh yeah, they could. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I figured once it's in there, it's managed by whoever's managing it. Fidelity. That's not how it works. No, the Fidelity is really just a custodian of it. So they just hold the accounts. They just hold it. So if you don't direct it and tell it to go somewhere, I mean, now they have rebalancing tools. You can sign up for it, and then the computer will just do it for you. Sure. But most people, I think, pretty much do it themselves or have somebody tell them what to do. So that's part of that would be part of the financial planning. You'd say I I would say to you, hey, I have an account over Fidelity. It's got a hundred thousand dollars, and you would go look at it and say, man, you gotta. Put some of it here. You got to put some of it there. You got to put, you know, whatever my goals were. Correct. Got it. I didn't. I figured. For, so Fidelity's not. Are they managing any money? Do they have like a? They have tons of money that they manage on, but basically a lot of the investments inside that plan would be Fidelity's own funds. Got it. So they, so they have, say, it was Magellan or Contra or one of those things. That would be an option inside the plan. So if the employees putting their money into it, they can pick whatever investment they want so within Fidelity, that plan. So Fidelity's getting the assets that way. That's how they get the assets under management. Yeah. Got it, because that's a big, obviously a big rip for them. Huge. Yeah. So how long are you at Fidelity being a phone jockey? Three years. Is that a long time or a short time? Depends on who you talk to. Yeah. Um, it's probably, I don't know, I so said the first year was like a year in the 401k, and next year was a year in the pension, and then the other year was in like pricing and cash management for the funds. So it seems like every year I kind of moved. And were those lateral moves or vertical moves? Pretty lateral. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say lateral. I don't think there was much of a pay difference from the first to the end. Got other it. Other than just cost of living bumps that you got. Okay. You along. Yeah. So that's a training ground, though, right, for, for that. I mean, a lot of guys start there, and the lifers end up there for whatever their life. Yeah. Uh, but it seems to me... <clears throat> Like the stepping stones, like you, you, if you're there for three years, you're there for, you end up staying. If you're there past three, you end up staying for ten. Yeah, it's very well could be. I mean, they they grind you pretty hard. Yeah. Um, but there's you know there's a lot of people that I work with that still still are there. They're still there. Yeah. They're 25 yeah. years later or 20 years yeah. later. Yeah, because it was a good place to work. Yeah. Is um, it still a good place to work? I would assume so. Yeah. I mean, they always took care of their employees. And they you know they keep they. Gave a lot of benefits, and it was it was a good place to work. Yeah. So how what how, I'm 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 assuming you're my age, but I'm 46. Are you my age? 48. Oh, so you're older than me. Oh, I gotta respect my elders. I always like I like to be the oldest in the room. So you're what 76? You were born. Yeah. So you're 74. Mm-hmm. All right. So now, where do you go from? Where do you go? And why do you leave Fidelity? Because I found out about the, the job I currently have that was definitely going to have more monetary upside from what I was doing. So at, at 20, how old are you when you leave Fidelity? 20, I'm trying to do the math. Fide, 25, 26? Must have been, um, would have been 2000, so yeah, 26. And now you're 48? Yeah. So you've been in the same place for 22 years? Correct. Well, that's the end of this show. <laughs> that's it? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's it. You just covered your whole life. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'm, then I have 26. I took this job and I've been there ever since. So what? <laughs> what was the job? What 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 is it? What, what was so enticing about it that you said I want to hitch my? Was there a guy there that you were like I want to hitch my wagon to this guy? Well, yeah, it was a, he was referred. I was referred to him by a family friend. Okay. Said, hey, this guy's looking to hire someone that's going to run the back office. Okay. 
And um, for, you know, a small private company, it's pretty much sky's the limit, however big they can grow it. Yeah. Then you would reap the benefits of it. Fidelity, you know, if you weren't coming out of Yale or Harvard or something, you weren't going to get into FMR. Right. The management research group. I mean, that's, they're only taking the top. Top dogs. So so I wasn't going to be able to work my way up from where I was. Yeah. So, so the, where you went to college, was that important within that Fidelity world? I think it is if you want to go to the. High up the chain. They want. They like that pedigree. I think so. Yeah. So when you join this guy in at 26 years old, no kids at the time. How many people were in that firm? Probably six, I think. Okay. There, there were two two advisors that owned the company. Okay. And now one of them, they had split and went separate ways. So basically, the company halved. And you stayed with one guy. Yeah. Got it. And that's the same company that's in Wellesley right now? Correct. And what do you do for them? I pretty much just run the whole operation from behind the scenes. It's like the puppet master. Yeah, I don't really have to meet with any of the clients. <laughs> but, if, but if you need something done... The other guy. I'm the guy to get it done. Really? Yeah. You're like a fixer. You're like uh, Ray Donovan, Right. That's an interesting way to put it. Yeah, there's a problem. I'd they love, call you. I love to think of myself as Ray Donovan. Right, I love he's a fun, he's a cool character. That guy. Love Ray. Right. Great guy. But so are you? Are you? So you're not forward facing to the to the uh, client. Then you're not making investment decisions. No, I am, but I'm doing it behind the scenes. Because they because um, we just make it without them having any input. The okay. client. Yeah, they're hiring us to just do it. That so they just give you the money. And say manage it. And they say, this is my risk tolerance. This is what I'm trying to accomplish. Manage my money. Correct. Now, is that, so is your client middle market, top end as far as wealth? Where do, where do they, are they cross the gamut? It's cross the gamut because we don't, we don't set like a minimum or a maximum. It's, um, it's kind of like if you, if you come in and the relationship's right, then they will come aboard. Got it. You know, and it's got to be the right fit. Yeah. So, what, because this is interesting, we, you know, as we talked a little bit about, joked a little bit about, and you know about it, I think you know about it, but we're starting a new fund here at Crowd Lending, winding down our old fund, and we're going to start a new fund, um, and kind of looking at re- rate of returns and things like that, and w- w- where is that in your world? Like, what's a, what's a targeted rate of return? What's a good rate of return? I guess it depends on the client, but... And it depends on the year and what's going on. Yeah. I mean, in the, in the last 12 months, if you didn't lose money... That was a pretty damn good return. Really? Yeah. Yeah. But it's a different world from what you're used to. Yeah, absolutely. No, but but it's important. And I, I had this conversation this morning. I had a breakfast meeting this morning in Weymouth, a place called Skillets, in case anybody's looking for a nice restaurant, a, a breakfast place, right off of, it's, it used to be exit 18. They changed all the exit numbers. I don't know. I can't even talk about it. I drive by them every day, and I still don't know anything. Wouldn't know if they if they fell on me. Still exit thirteen, as far as I can tell. Thank you, I appreciate yeah. that. That makes me that's what makes me gives me the warm and fuzzy. Off of exit exit eighteen, people in Weymouth, you go is down. That, is that Route eighteen? Yeah, but it's exit sixteen, Route eighteen. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez, look at I see. I'm so they got me all confused with the numbers. What a ridiculous thing they did. I know, but they needed federal they needed federal money. Money makes the world go round. But maybe if they didn't have to replace every single sign and then tell you what the old one was, they wouldn't have needed any money. Right? I mean, what a ridiculous thing to do. 
<laughs> we're gonna take down the old sign and put up a new sign and then replace the old sign and then put up a sign telling you what the old sign never was <laughs> the old exit 13 <laughs> just creating nothing creating jobs for you know and just infuriating everyone oh, that was in the area God. And, and I still I mean how long goes that that's been t- two years three years yeah and I still can't figure out how it works on the other side of the bridge on the Cape side I think they're going up so yeah so what are they counting down to from Provincetown to the bridge is how many miles yeah I think that's it I couldn't get it to work no and I just I still say old exit 16 or old exit I'll meet you off the old exit anyway skillets for all your breakfast needs all right, that's the sponsor. I just, I just did the sponsor. Okay. All right. Yeah, try it out. Um, What'd you get? Eggs Benedict. Ham? Yeah, the the traditional. Yeah, good one. Yeah. I don't screw around with Eggs Benedict. Yeah. If it's n- They wouldn't be called Eggs Benedict if it doesn't have the ham. It's called something else. Right? Eggs Benedict is ham, egg, and the hollandaise sauce. Yeah, I don't know what they call the other ones. If they they call them something else. They call them like Eggs Benedict with, ham, with sausage. Sausage. Eggs Benedict. Lobster Benny. Yeah. I think it's the hollandaise sauce. That, that makes gives it, it the Benedict. Benedict. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Well, we'll have to, let's ma- write that down on uh, corrections for next week. We'll talk about. I'm going to check out skillets and see for myself. Yeah, skillets. Uh, anyway, I don't even know. What were we talking about before we got on skillets? I was at a breakfast, breakfast meet- meeting. Yeah. Oh, and I was talking to a guy that I talked to about business and um <clears throat> And I essentially said, you know, one of the questions that I get asked a lot when we were out raising capital for crowd lending was, well, how does it compare to this or that, right? Whatever, you know, uh, what I can make in the market or what I can make in an equity deal or what can I make in a X, you know, whatever, put it on the, you know, a startup. And I couldn't, I could talk about the difference between an equity real estate deal and, a, and our debt fund, but I never could really give them a, good answer as to how it compares to the market, right? Because I don't play in the market. I don't know the market. And I would give them some canned answer, and I felt like once I gave them that canned answer, I lost a lot of credibility because I didn't know that space. And I would try to be honest with them and say, guys, I, I don't, I'm not in that space. I can tell you what this money will make you, and then you go ask your financial advisor how that compares or how to rebalance your whole portfolio because you want to put, you know, a million bucks with crowd lending. That's a question for Jared Sherman, not Dan Nigerian. But if they don't really correlate with each other, I don't see, it's kind of a loaded question. That's the other thing that I would always say. What's the word they use? We're not, it's unrelated or un, what do they use when something's not tied to the market? Uncorrelated. Is that the word? I would say so, yeah. Okay, well, uncorrelated. So, but but at the same time, that person wants to say, okay, well, I have $500,000. I can put it with you, crowd lending, and make X, or I can put it in the market, you know, and I can make Y, right? And well, they, yours is probably a little more defined as to what you're going to – I mean, you basically t- say what you're going to pay out, right? Pretty much. Yeah, based on what the prevailing rates are. Yeah, within a range, right? You're going to pay between 8 and 10%. So, you know, that's our goal. So if you're just playing in the equity markets – you could lose all of it. You could double it. You could triple it in days or lose it all or, right. or take a slow grind upward or a slow grind downward. Right. It's, um, it's, it's a totally a different. It's a totally different product. Yeah. Yeah. But but 
some people use our product to, it's like they're higher risk, and it's not even high risk, but it's higher than some of the stuff that's, in, you know, like the blue chip stocks, right? Those are like really solid, but the returns are low, right? Am I, am I right there? Yeah, but they may pay you, you know, some sort of income out of it. Right. That would be, that would be you know, a big blue chip company maybe more similar to what you do because it's generating income. Because it's generating income. And, As, then you, and then you have upside to, on principle. Right, and or, you don't, or and you don't have to, you don't have to sell your stock in order to get the dividend. Right, right? it's going to just pay you. It's just going to pay you. Yeah. Huh. So like an Exxon or something like that. Yeah, and what is that? What do they usually pay? What's something like an Exxon pay on a dividend? It's probably in the three to three and a half percent right now. Dividend. Yeah. So if you have a hundred dollars in there, you're getting three dollars back. Yeah, paid quarterly. Paid quarterly, so you're getting seventy-five cents. See that? You didn't even roll your eyes. I mean, that was just boom, boom. I math just boom, flowing. That's why you're in this business. I know, but when I I got to tell you, I was a much better writer. I'm a much better. I was a much better reader and writer, all the way through my career, because that's what I was doing. Whether it was well, law stuff. Yeah, all law stuff. So yeah, very little numbers there. No, yeah, no, no numbers. Although except bill, billable hours. Billable hours and how much jail time did you guy get after you got convicted? Right. <laughs> Okay, so you got five for that one, you got two, that's seven, three more is ten. Okay, you got like 12. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm going home. <laughs> and you owe me money. <laughs> the poor guy. Oh, he hated me. What a, what a terrible outcome. <laughs> Loses everywhere. Yeah, just lost, lost, lost. Sorry for you. Your husband's going to go to jail now, and you owe me $4,500. Sign this check, please. <laughs> so 20, 22 years at the same place? Yeah, it'll be 23 this September. Wow. Yeah. Are you like the top dog over there at this point? Well, it's, it's really myself and the other guy and our receptionist. So It's just yeah. three there? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. There were six when you started? Oh, then but you then split. Split, yeah. And then and then you guys just decided to keep it small. Yeah, it's just easier that way. Yeah. Very little HR to deal with. That's nice. So yeah, you got man, like... you got like this place. You I know. Like, believe me, the headaches in here with these people. Are you kidding me? Ugh, every time I see someone walk by the window, I'm like, there's another problem. <laughs> there's another pain in my ass. How is this going to bring me down? Yeah. How's this guy going to ruin my day? What are they going to ask for, right? I need this. I need that. I'm only kidding, Rupia. Yeah. We love you guys. Uh, Rupia sounds like she's solid. So Rupia's the best. Rock solid. Yeah. Did I tell you her boyfriend's a true state trooper? That's how we let off. Yeah, Johnny. Johnny Cops. Johnny Cops, we call him on the show. What barracks is he out of? Um, he was out of Middleborough, but he's up at the academy right now. Okay. Firearms instructor. Still okay. up there. Yeah, so he's supposed to be done in March, but I think he's going to go out for the SWAT team. Is that like Shirley? Oh. Is it Shirley where the academy is? New Braintree. New Braintree, okay. New Braintree. So, so have you heard of this thing called swatting? Yeah, it, it happens at the school. It just happened in Duxbury. Yeah. You, there was a show on it on Netflix or something. It's like the gamers do it to each other. And the whole goal is to try and get the SWAT team to show up at somebody's house. They were doing it to houses. That's where it started. So, like, if you and I were playing, if you and I were playing, uh, I don't know, I don't even know what they play, Fortnite or whatever they play, right? And we got in a beef. One of my ways of getting back at you would be to find out what your, two ways. I, I watched the show. Two ways. One, I would find your information, like your address, cell phone number, whatever, and I would blast it all over, like, the gaming world. And then there's people that would pick up that information and, like, start 
calling you constantly, you know, driving by your house, like crazy stuff. And then it morphed into this thing called swatting where they would get your address, they would call the police, and they would say, the person living at 123 Main Street has AK-47s, they've got bombs, they've got this, they've got that, they've got this, with the whole goal of trying to get the SWAT team to show up at your house. That's so terrible. And that's where the name swatting comes that's from. That's where the name swatting comes from. Never knew that. So could you imagine you're sitting there, you know, probably with headphones like this on, playing your video games, and all of a sudden the SWAT team comes in through the front and the back door? Yeah. Unbelievable. And you have no idea. No that. idea. And they're, they're like, you know, put your gunpoint down. I mean, that's some scary stuff. So how long has that been going on for before we just found out that it's mainstream? I mean, I've been, I watched that show had to be t- two years ago. That's terrible. But it was in the game. It was the way the, the I forget what show it was, and, and I'll get you for the, for the next show, our next show. But I, th- it was within the gaming world. It was like, that's how I was going to get back at you for, you killed me playing. Call yeah, of Duty. Call of Duty. Yeah, there you go. Wild retaliation. Yeah, and all the guys that have to get suited up and show up and think that they're walking in. Think about this, the, and then the, they see a kid playing video games. Their heart rate is up. Yeah. I mean, think about how, how think about how quickly that could go south. Right. Right. On accident. On accident. Right. The guy, the the kid is reaching for his water Gatorade because he doesn't think, and then the guy thinks it's a gun, and boom, she blows him away. Or he's playing the video game. You hear gunshots. Right. I think most of them wear headsets because they probably live with their parents. Right. So they don't want mom and dad to hear the gunshots. So Still no good's coming of that. No, it's it's not. And it just happened in Duxbury. They, Duxbury had to go into lockdown on uh, Tuesday. Was it every school or just the middle school? It was every school. So high school, everything. And I guess there was like hundreds of cops there. That were, so in Duxbury High, they have like a main corridor. They call it Main Street. And I guess cops were like running up and down Main Street with guns out. Guns drawn, ready to go. Not knowing what they're even looking for. Not knowing what they're even looking for. And I wonder how they got alerted to it. That it was a, that it was a SWAT. Well, yeah. Well, how that how it came about. You know, does a call get called to the police start and say is there something going on at Duxbury High? Like that's the setup. The setup is the kid, the guy called and said, "I'm outside at Duxbury High. I have. I'm about to attack it." Got it. And that sent the cops. Got it. That so sent the SWAT. So the some person called the police department directly. That's right. And they still haven't found out who it was. They haven't. And I guess he did it to a, he did it to the Middlesex school in Concord and like four or five schools on the North Shore. Same person. Well, I, I can't say that, but um, you know. Hmm. So, swatting. I don't know why that came up. Oh, because Johnny's going to the SWAT team. SWAT yeah. school. Um. So now what? You you you're uh, you're gonna have two kids, a kid in high school next year. Yeah. One kid on his way to high school. Uh. You just kind of ride it out with this firm and, and off into retirement? Yeah, I've got no reason to change anything. Yeah. I mean, look, I can just up and come here right. at a drop of a hat. <laughs> Throw a t-shirt on and be lunch, on a podcast. I lunch, mean. lunch last week and look at me now. I know. Back Everything at, happens for a reason. Back into communications. Unbe- I mean, if this goes well, <laughs> maybe I will have a career change. You could have just jinxed me. This, uh, maybe yeah, I'm, nudged, the, nudged maybe I'm the nudge. Wait till Dave hears this one. <laughs> hey, I'm leaving. Uh, my buddy got me into... Broadcasting. What are you broadcasting? His podcast. <laughs> it's a hit. You gotta listen. He actually listened to Luke's this morning. Did he? Yeah. What did he say? I don't know. I had to leave. To come here? Yeah. Lukey's, Lukey's was good. Lukey's was good. I love him. Well, Jared, I appreciate you. Well, so I, I want you to tell, Jared, you gotta tell one story and then we'll go. 
So Jared and I played hockey together for 10 years. Played on a team called the Grizzlies. When when Jared was already on the team when I joined, right? Yeah, I mean, you want to you want me to just divulge how this thing really came about? Yeah, I want let's t- let's finish with that, yeah. Okay. So the Grizzlies when I was on the team prior to Dan showing up, we weren't very good. We weren't we weren't very competitive in this league. And you know Dan pretty well, I'm assuming. <laughs> He's kind of a competitive guy. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't tolerate losing very well. <laughs> so, uh one of the last ga- throw up. <laughs> one of the last games of whatever season it was, we got pounded by the uh, yellow team. Yeah, I forget what number what they were named, and uh, there was a final goal scored, and we're skating by the net and all on the boards, and I see Danny go by and he smashes a stick across the glass. And he's like, "I've had it, <laughs> fed up," <laughs> and ever since then. There was a lot of changes. Management made a lot of changes, and uh, the Grizzlies went on to win many championships <laughs> after Dan took the helm. <laughs> it was like a whole, whole new sheriff was in town after you had it. I can hear, I can hear him screaming that. I've had it, and the smashing of the stick on the glass. <laughs> I was like, "Well, I didn't think it was that bad. I'm fun. You know, we got beers in locker, right? Right? There's a couple of canned beers in there. I'm, I'm fine." <laughs> that, was, that was it. Grizzly Nation just <laughs> rose above. We were so so. <laughs> there was a lot of emails that people didn't get invited back. Oh there was a lot of new blood brought in. Yeah, people people showing up that then got sent away. <laughs> but so we go on, we go on, and we win. I don't know five or six straight straight t- titles in this league, and the, then everybody else in the league quit because we were too good. <laughs> It was like, thank God COVID showed up. And the league died. Never to be seen again. Because <laughs> no one could beat us. <laughs> oh, that was classic. Unbelievable. So fun. So, that, and that's how, and, and now here we sit. So, oh, that's like so once fun. again, hockey, all the nudges that, all the nudges that hockey brings. So great. Um, well, Jared, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me. I hope so you had fun. fun. Great. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's cathartic. So Get to think about where you come from. Rupi, I did another great job uh, producing this one. Are you? Is that what you are, the producer? Yeah. Yeah. Executive producer or just regular producer? Mm, I'll say executive producer. That okay. Sounds better. Right. Yeah. From an HR. When we hire you, executive. you can be her assistant to producer. the producer. Okay. All right. Oh yeah, I want to be behind the scenes. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. As you know. Uh, if you have anything, you need anything, got any concerns, just give me a call because everybody needs a nudge. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Jared. <laughs>